You're listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Ari Mejia, community and audio storytelling producer here at Vocalo. And in addition to producing Shy Sounds Like and other stories you hear, I also teach Vocalo's free eight-week-long audio storytelling workshop that we offer to you, our listeners here, because at Vocalo, we want to represent you on our airwaves, your music, your stories, your Chicago. And so we invite you to apply with zero prior experience necessary whatsoever. You'll learn from start to finish how to interview, record, produce, and mix your very own radio story that we will then share on our airwaves with the Vocalo world. You're about to hear a story from Elisa Williams. Elisa is a teacher and a writer based here in Chicago, and her piece is about Black churches across the city of Chicago and how they have been facing the dilemma of closures and abandonment. Here is Elisa Williams with Swift Transitions, a Black church near its end. Sometimes, if I sit long enough, I can still remember what it felt like to be eight years old, sitting on a church bench, trying my very best not to crane my head backwards to check the time on the clock. Of course, in this memory, it's summertime. It's always summertime. In the South Shore neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. And that church bench beneath me is groaning as the woman a few feet down is being moved by something. She rocks back and forth like she's trying to get warm. Like the sweat from the heat of the summer isn't already pebbling on her skin, like she can't get situated. She raises both hands up, as if she can thumb through the strands of the Holy Spirit, as if it floats through the air like smoke that I cannot yet see or feel. She shouts, thank, thank you, Jesus, you, Jesus, like she just can't help herself, because she just can't help herself. And I don't quite understand what's happening or why we have to be at church so long, or why this lady a few feet down is experiencing what she's experiencing, or how this church bench is holding all of us up through these constant, shifting movements. To this day, I am still in awe of how the wood of a very long Baptist sanctuary church pew can creak yet remain completely unbroken. How is it possible that even under the weight of the whispers of prayers and hopes and dreams of ancestors past, that these church benches still stand strong? For me, the pew in this sanctuary, in this small Baptist church, on this South Shore block, used to feel just like this, like refuge, safety, stability, unbending. And before I even had the chance to figure out if the Holy Spirit was something that I could grasp with the tips of my fingers, too, my church began to face its most intense transition. I equated to a ship that's just sailing out, that's on its last journey, and the last remaining members are going to go down with the ship. So the decision that I have to make is, do I want to be going down with the ship? And the answer is, no, I don't want to go down with the ship. That's my dad, Derek. He, too, was once a little black boy, just eight years old, sitting on those same church pews next to his sister and his mother. He joined the church in 1972 and has been a member consistently ever since. We joined under, we joined under the first black pastor that took over the church, and then the congregation started changing to more black people moving to South Shore. Then the first black pastor, Reverend Jones, came. Then the pastor that was there the longest with took over. And as he got older, 
the church was taken over under the leadership of its longest-serving and longest-sermon-having pastor. He was a bivocational preacher, which means that he preached and was a pastor, but he also had a job outside of the church. He taught math at the high school, South Shore High School. It was a vibrant church in the South Shore community. It was, uh, it was the church was bustling. There was uh, young, old babies. That is my mom, Cheryl, bright-eyed, super in love black woman who married my dad and made the decision to join his church because after all, that was her man. And she has been a member ever since, alongside her children, my brother Dorian, and me. There were activities going on, there were ministries going on, uh, the church was involved in the community. So it was um, a vibrant at that time compared to what it is now. And eventually that longest running pastor was forced to retire for no other reason than time rearing its ugly head. But he wasn't gonna retire easily. A lot of them didn't make any sense. It's like they were rushed. They would say four or five things. You wouldn't understand what they were talking about. And you left there just as empty as when you came. That defeats the purpose of going to church. You're not supposed to feel the same way that you felt when you got there when you leave. Just like my dad didn't stay eight years old forever, neither did I. Our church moved forward in disarray. And every Sunday, there were less and less members filling up the pews of the sanctuary. And so the church's membership overall was declining at that point, too, overall, because people were starting to question, especially in my generation, they were starting to question whether or not they needed to go to church every Sunday. And by the time I was in my late teens, and I was starting to feel a little bit more weary, a little bit more weathered, a little bit more in need of faith, I was met with the reality that the full visceral bodily responses that members of my church once had, that I got to witness at eight years old, were no longer abundantly present there anymore. I definitely thought about leaving, but really, I, you know, it's hard because when you're involved with the church so long, you get comfortable, you, the familiarity, you like the people. Um, Calvary was a smaller church where it's more of a family church where everybody knew each other and, you know, that was more support. And that was the nice thing about it. You know, a larger church, you may not know everyone. Towards the middle of my college career, as I began to forget about church, all while probably needing it more and more, my childhood church caught a second wind when a new young pastor was hired. But unfortunately, that hope was never able to extend past the doors of the sanctuary. And in December of 2022, that new pastor, once full of life and excitement, made the decision to leave our church floating in the abyss with water seeping through the cracks of our foundation. The blow was when he had a meeting and told us he was resigning, and it was a Friday, and his last day would be Sunday, and it was really no, nothing. It's kind of like you left us high and dry. You got older people in this church, you've been here two and a half years, and you just leave? And it was just kind of like, he didn't have any attachment, any emotion. It's just like you just let somebody go and you walk out the door. And unfortunately, Black churches like ours across the city of Chicago will continue to face this dilemma for years to come. To close, order soldier on with the hope for a better, more stable tomorrow. 
And at the heart of that issue for me is the reality that these churches are disappearing before young people like myself even have the opportunity to figure out if or how we want religion to appear in our very lives. Hold to God's unchanging hand. This piece was produced by me, Elisa, for the Winter 2023 Vocalo Storytelling Workshop. Special thanks to Cheryl and Derek Williams, mom and dad, for allowing me to pick their brain. And you can find this story and more at vocalo.org.